0: Welcome to the Rap Race to Five podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place. Here to challenge you to think out of the box, your hosts, Felipe Mejia and Diego Corzo. What's up guys. Welcome to the rat race to five podcast. I got my co-host here, Diego. Uh, Diego's actually in Florida with his family right now, spending uh, mother's day days with his family down there. Um, today we have an amazing guest. Emily comes on and tells a story of how she's been able to acquire seven doors. She's talks about, she's got a special needs kid immigrated to this country. Didn't speak English and you didn't let that become an excuse. Got a bachelor's degree, two masters, no student debt. Her story blew my mind.
1: Yeah. uh, One of the most amazing part of her story is how she was able to accomplish all of that while being undocumented. And all the no's that she had to go through when she was trying to apply for scholarships and trying to just achieve the American dream or on that process. So her story is super inspiring because she went through the same struggles that I did. So I could really identify myself in her story. Um, So yeah. Everybody's gonna love it. I i can't even wait to see what she's gonna be doing in the future. So, yeah, you guys are in for a treat.
0: Absolutely. Well, before we get over to Emily, guys, don't forget that at skipbetter.com, you can skip trace lists for 11 cents per skip. And the best part is that you're only gonna pay for skips that come back with results. So, if you send in a list of 4,000 and only 3,200 come back skipped, then you're only gonna pay 11 cents times the 3,200. So skipbetter.com. All right, let's get to Emily. What's up, guys? We're just gonna jump right into it. Emily, I promise you I'm from the DR.
2: Oh, see, I see that. I, I can hear it in your accent. I can see it in your face. Oh
0: man. And and Diego, D- Diego is um uh where'd you say you're from, Diego? Uh I'm from Puerto Rico. Yeah, you're Puerto Rican. <laughs> I get that oh, a lot man. too.
2: Like, you know, you, we get mixed. No, I'm Emily, I'm Mexican. Oh, My family's oh, from
0: Mexico. Yo see in Nashville, Tennessee, and That's Diego's right. Peruvian.
1: Yes, yeah, I'm Peruvian. We're just joking.
2: Um, I actually, my stepdad is Mexican. He is from um Tamaulipas.
0: No, I wait, had, wait, 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 wait. My mom is from Tamaulipas. Where is yes. your dad from?
2: Um, He, he. well, he spent a lot of time in Tampico, but um, he, I, I don't know specifically, I had never visited uh, Tamaulipas. Yeah. Um, so I cannot tell you his little town. Uh, but he's been out of there for more than 30 years now. Uh, but I have visited the Mexico City. Uh, I've been in Tlaxcala and Puebla, um, actually, as a as a regular person, not as a tourist. I've been on combis, <laughs> I've been eating and, and and using the metro and all that stuff. Like uh, I went there for about a month, um, and I was I was very happy with it. Um, nunca fui a Cancun. I never been to Cancun. Um, but I've been into regular other parts of, of, of Mexico and I okay. Love it. So
0: my family is from Tamaulipas and the biggest city close to us is Tampico. So have you ever been to Tampico, though? No, no. OK, but, so,
2: so his family is in Tampico.
0: That's crazy. So my family lives close to uh, La Laguna del Lagarto or something like that. Like the, the it's something called like that. But the little town that they live in is called Ciudad Mante. Oh, so ask well, yourself. That's, that's really close. That's really cool. Okay. So well, I'm going to consider
2: half Mexican, basically.
0: There you go. So let's get started. So, Emlyn, you are a real estate investor from New York. You have seven doors. Um, you, you sent us a message that said, mother from a special needs kid, emigrated from the DR, undocumented for many years, and you just finished two master's. Whoa. First of all, applaud to you. Um, huge, huge accomplishment uh, for any person, let alone undocumented all the other struggles. But before we get into that, why don't we find out who Emily is? Because Emily is not is not what you do. I want to know who you are, what you do, what you like to do. Give us a little background on you, and then we're going to get into your story, if that's okay with you.
2: That's okay. Um, well, my name is Emelyn. I am from New York City, I was I came here from the Dominican Republic uh, seventeen years ago um, to the Bronx, New York. So BX, uh, shout out to my people from the Bronx. Um, when I got married, I moved to Queens, and right now I work in a middle school with middle schoolers um i'm doing uh, school counseling um and i work a lot with parents and kids i really enjoy that so um i really like my job um a lot of people will say oh i hate my job i want to leave it no no i really enjoy my job working with the kids um in my time off i'm home with my child um i i am a homebody i like to be home all the time um i love cooking that's another thing that I like and I like community. I like making friends. I like talking to people. I like people from different places. I like to learn about them and I like traveling as well.
0: That's a lot. Okay. So you high school, what were you like in high school? What, what part of the cliques were you from? Who were your friends? Tell us a little bit more. Well, about, I came uh, from
2: the When I came from the i came in the tenth grade, <clears throat> so I came with no English. I came to John F. Kennedy High School in the Bronx, five thousand students, huge high school, no <laughs> English again. Um, so I was in school the whole day. I was perfect attendance. <laughs> I was really amazing grades, AP classes. Um, but I was undocumented at the time, so when I, it was time to apply for college, um, mind you, that that was like almost eighteen years ago. Um. There was not a lot of opportunities for me out there and college wise um so i had to um apply for the community for the community schools here in 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 new york which is cuny um i went uh to a college a four-year college that was very affordable because i paid for it with the help of my parents as well so yeah and and in school i was a really good student Good attendance, yeah. good classes. So that's why I was laughing the other day when Diego told you, Felipe, oh, we wouldn't have been in the same classes. Look, because I think all, I all, wouldn't have been as-
0: First of all, there we would have been in the same
2: Wow. Emily Okay, this podcast Emeline is and- over.
0: Emily, thank you so much for coming on the Rat Race to Five Podcast. We love you, girl. Get out of here. Oh
1: man. <laughs> Emily and I would have been friends then for sure. Sharing- in in high school,
0: I would have been like, I was in, guys, I need help with homework. What's up?
2: That's exactly. Yeah, right? And let me tell you, um, Diego, I would have been your friend, of course, but only in the hallways. Like, hi, hi, bye, ba ba ba, and that's it. Bye. I'm going to my class. I'm gonna do my thing because I was friends with a lot of people that were not doing really good in school. Um, because I'm I'm friendly, but I, it was more the of like hallway talk than like I'm gonna go to your house. I'm gonna be hanging out with you outside of school. No. Not like that. got it but yeah i would have helped you with your homework though
0: well i would have appreciated yeah. that so diego you were um did you speak english like at what grade did you start learning english in school diego uh
1: i started learning when i was nine ten years old so that was third grade okay. i was in esl till or esl till uh fifth grade
0: mm. mm-hmm. is that because i never had that issue but for anyone listening that's kind of like struggled with that Does that affect the learning? Does that affect like, like, obviously I know, right. Not knowing English and like trying to pick that up uh, while you're also trying to learn. What did you guys feel like during that time, Diego? What was, what was the biggest struggle going through that, especially for our listeners so they can kind of, you know, put it into perspective for yourself too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on my end, it was in the beginning, it was more of like, okay, I'm not understanding what my teacher is saying and she didn't speak Spanish either so it wasn't until like probably 30 days later that I got put into ESL classes so I just had to right. like I had a I had to translate everything and this was before Google translate or like cell phone so that dictionary was my best friend <laughs> and uh and then uh, it was just a matter of trying to, to go as slow as I could trying to understand things. But math, math was my main subject, right? Because at that point, you don't need English. Um, But it was Mm. definitely trying to understand, asking my my friends to translate for me what the the teacher was saying um, and then going back home and reviewing everything again. So it was like double the work. Because you're trying to like do work in school and then you go home and you're like okay i didn't understand anything let me rework it um but yeah what what about
2: you emily that was exactly the same uh, situation with me i'm a dictionary was my best friend um, cousins were my uh, helpers. Um, I will help ask them to help me um, pronounce words. Um, so they will help me with that. A lot of index cards. Uh, the dictionary, again, because we didn't have a dictionary.com or any like electronics. Um, I didn't have a computer when I got here. Again, I got here uh, to an apartment in the Bronx with me and my two siblings and my my dad my stepdad and my mom and it it was a lot it was a lot um rent was expensive my parents have to both to work um so um but the the good thing that i think helped me a lot was having a good um educational background in, in my country so my spanish was really good um, my um studying skills were really good when i was in dr so i transfer that here but it, it is seriously a lot of work um, like uh diego mentioned we i had to come back home and redo everything again translate everything again learn again read again um, uh, so it was not like i had a time to chill kind of thing um, I did spend a lot of time in school. I went to school from seven to seven sometimes um, to be in after school clubs, um, to get after school help as well. But let me tell you, I graduated top of my class. Um, uh, I did have a a bunch of scholarships, but the fact that I was undocumented by that time, during that time, there was not a lot of options out there for me without a social security number. So I had to, of course take um, the public option here in the city of New York that was open for undocumented students.
1: Quick question. What was, when, when you kept on getting rejected or maybe getting those scholarships, but then telling you, hey, we cannot give you the money uh, because you don't have a social or because we need to see your green card. Um, what did you feel?
2: Well, I'm going to tell you, I was extremely depressed. I was after graduating from high school I was depressed um I was very popular in high school I had a lot of friends a lot of teachers that loved me going to um college for the first time and um also getting all the re- rejections um it was very depressing so I think a lot of depression and anxiety started there uh, for me um and uh I think that um there was like a dark moment like a dark moment in my life where i didn't know where to go what to do nothing and i think a lot of people go through the similar experiences undocumented or not uh but it was it was it was harder for me because i was like i put out the all all the work i did everything everything you asked me and you can still help me and um it it was it was it was really hard
1: yeah
0: i feel like that happens a lot i hear that a lot like where immigrants will be like, "Oh, well, I did everything that I physically could and I still don't have a yes." Um and I know that that's going to correlate into real estate and life. So we'll get to that. But that happens all the time, I think um with like friends that I've had that are like, especially with Diego, where like you can do everything right and 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 because you can't fill in those 9 10 numbers whatever of social security, like it all goes away. You could have the best scores, the best this, the best that and it's still not enough okay yeah so emily yeah how did you end up getting two master's degrees
2: so um i was persisting enough hard headache <laughs> and I said, okay you 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 was gonna say no that's fine but there's another way the other way is paying for it um so i started working um of course off the books don't tell Um, and, um, my parents were paid, my parents were documents as well. So they were also working in the restaurants um, here in the city. Um, and they started paying for my, um, um, bachelor's degree. There were semesters that I couldn't go because my parents couldn't afford. Okay. And, um, it took me 10 years to complete my bachelor's degree. A four year degree took me 10 years. Okay. And it was because of that there were semesters. I couldn't go to school because my parents couldn't afford it. Um, You know, we still had to pay rent. Um, Brandon in New York city is really expensive. Everything in New York city is really expensive. Um, So, um, so it took me 10 years. So I graduated when I was 29, 28 uh, from uh, uh, the bachelor's degree. Um, And right away when I got married, um, I started um, my master's degree right away. And um, that's how I ended up doing two masters. And the good thing that I paid my master's out of pocket, because I was so used to paying out of pocket that I didn't need to take no loan. I was like, I don't need that. Let me pay for my, my master's. So I did pay my, my two masters, um, almost $30,000 um, out of pocket with no help. Good
0: for you. So that's good. why I ended
2: up with no, with no, with no, um, what is it called?
0: A no debt um, student loan. Debt.
2: No
0: student loans. That's insane. And here I am, okay.
2: Freed of student loans.
0: I love that. And that's awesome. Yeah, that's huge. That's awesome. Um, Emeline, so you were able to get through your bachelor's, your master's, basically con puras ganas, right? So after that, we're gonna talk real estate. But before we talk real estate, we had another um, New Yorker on the on the podcast. Um, cup, I can't remember what episode she was. But I asked her the same questions about the bodegas at in New York. The famous bodegas. Look, I just saw you perk up. What was your breakfast order at the bodegas? Because I got to go do it one day. But what would...
2: You could take... Um, I could say the bagel and, and cheese and, and eggs. Bagel egg, and cheese is one of them. And also, uh, I think I would do personally now a toast and a coffee. It's really cheap, really good. It's amazing um uh, but bodegas are everywhere here and every corner you should come visit the city you will I find need to. one um but it, what, i wasn't really a fan of, of bodega of uh, food per se breakfast maybe you could say picada i don't know how you they say it in your country but in my country they say um picadera they do like fried meat Fry, fries, totones. I don't know if you guys know about totones, but totones. Um, so they do all this in a pile and then you take it home. And if you're drinking, your friends will love it. Um, <laughs> so they do that in the back of the bodega. They, it's not, I don't think it's legal to sell, but they do it in the back of the bodega and it's really good. Um, and yeah, bodegas are iconic places here in the city.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, we had a New Yorican, uh come on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So her name is Christina Minio. She's an awesome young lady out in Atlanta who's also doing flips and buying holes, and she's changing her market. So it's super awesome. Okay, so let's move on to real estate. Emmeline, you got two master's degree. Why did you want to do real estate? What What was going on there? Give us the story.
2: Um, so I have a child with special needs. My my son has autism. So ever since he was born he was, I always saw that he was, he was different. Uh, We discovered that he was um, with autism when he was three. Um, And I started thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, what about when I'm not here anymore? Like, uh, I'm not going to live forever. Mm -hmm. Um, So how I'm going to set up something for this child to, Um, you know, have a network of support when I'm gone and my husband is gone. Um, So you're going to think this is crazy. I'm not super religious, but I'm Christian. And um, there was one day during the pandemic, by the way, 2020. I was laying on my bed and and I was sleeping and I woke up to a voice that said, buy a house. Let's go. That was weird. I was like, I'm by myself. I was like, who said that? Like what? So I wake up to this boy saying, buy a house. I was like, okay. I started looking at Zillow. Um, I always look on Zillow for fun. Always. I don't know why. That's weird. But I always look on Zillow for fun. So I was looking on Zillow for fun and thinking like, oh, it is too hard. Oh my God, these houses are too expensive. Where am I going to get all this money to buy a house? Like, I don't know how real estate works. Like, oh my God. Okay so um, I started thinking about it, I started looking. I told a, for a cousin who also is thinking about it' I'm still uh, since that time she already did her LLC. she she had like the whole plan. she read all the bigger pockets books, but she hasn't done anything yet actually. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about buying a house to do a lot you know to be a landlord and, and real estate. She's like, oh, read, read books and, you know, learn and stuff like that. So I started buying books. I bought the fir- first book that helped me so much was um, the book on rental property investing from Brandon Turner for the bigger pocket. Like, I think that's his most popular one. I bought that one, read it. After I bought that book and read it, I felt kind of ready. I said, like, oh my God, I feel kind of ready. I kind of, I can do this. Um, so I looked on Zillow. And started looking in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is three hours, two hours and a half away from New York City. I felt that if something happened, I could go there um, driving. Um, so I don't have to take any planes or anything like that. So I was like, okay, that's close enough. Um, so I, I look at the prices. The prices didn't seem outrageous. We're talking about 70, 65. We're talking about 50 right? Um, so I call on the number on Zillow and, um, they connected me to a lady who was very, um, real estate, um, investing friendly. She was, uh, uh, investor friendly. So she hooked me up with a whole bunch of other people. Um, and awesome. When I want, I go to Pennsylvania to look at the houses that she wanted to show me. They were all teared down oh my god they were all ugly and I, I was like oh my god i'm gonna buy this ew oh no <laughs> you know you come with the new york city mentality and when she tells me the prices of rent i was like excuse me rent is six hundred dollars what are you talking about six what is that like you know where i come from rent is almost two thousand dollars what are you talking the minimum is like two thousand dollars um so um, I, I ended up firing this realtor and the reason why, and I know this sounds mean, but the reason why is it, maybe she wasn't fast enough for me. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a texter. So I text a lot and she was kind of an older lady. So she wasn't into texting. So I was like, okay, I cannot wait until I could talk to you on the phone to be able to get an answer. Like I need you to text me. You know, um, so I ended up finding the the lady and I, after she showed me a few houses, um, one thing I learned during that time is to do your inspection. Please do your inspections. Um, there was a house she showed me that after inspection came back, the house was horrible. I mean, it looked fine, but there was foundation issues, electrical issues. that were really, really expensive. Um, so I really, after that, I, I said, you know what, I can't deal with you anymore. I'm sorry. I will move on. So I went back into Facebook. I am part of a whole bunch of Facebook groups. Um, I went back into Facebook and, uh, I put it on the post. I'm looking for a real estate in, um, investor friendly, um, agent and want the person that I'm with now and helped me get my seven doors um, came out and said, Hey, I can help you. Um, uh, met her on Facebook. She sold me a house through Facebook. (laughs) I signed the papers without seeing this property. Okay. Um, and the rest is history. I started with one door. Now I am in seven and I know my goal is 10 this year. Um, so I know I will continue to grow from, from here. I have a duplex. Now I have a triplex, i have two single houses um i had worked with hard money lenders private money lenders and regular banks
0: okay i think
2: i have done a lot and
0: yeah there's a lot to unpack there how'd you pick your market how'd you trust the realtor you bought it off of facebook you never saw it hard money private where do you want to get started
1: (laughs) and and also like with her having a full-time job and being a mom to a special To a special kid, special needs kid.
0: Yep. There's a lot to unpack. I don't even know where to start. Um, let's start with the. I mean, the obvious. It's got to be hard to to raise a special needs kids and invest in real estate. So, if you don't mind me asking, how'd you do it? Because that ain't easy.
2: Calendar. Um, a lot of calendaring. Um, a lot of help as well. Um, my mother uh, helps me a lot. She comes and babysit my son after school. He goes to school. Um, he had a lot of um, uh, other therapy, so my husband takes him to the therapy while I work. Um, so it's a, so it's a lot of teamwork. Yeah, it's a lot of teamwork at home. So it's not just routine work for real estate, but also my home life. It's a team effort. Uh, we have my in-laws, my mom, my my husband, all together working towards raising this child right and uh he's an adorable four-year-old very smart um and he's dealing with autism at this moment um and i know he's gonna do it for the rest of his life because that's something that doesn't go away but um he's gonna be fine because he has a team
0: let's go we're all rooting for him so let's just go in sequence then with this um you met a realtor on facebook an investor-friendly realtor which who you're still use now this is the importance of your team for everyone listening Finding the right investor-friendly realtor. Emily, let me ask you, and then I'm going to ask Diego the same thing, and I'll answer also. What are the top three things that you would tell someone that's looking for an investor-friendly realtor to look for when finding a realtor that you think is going to help you what what are the top three things like I know there's hundreds of things but what would you say it's just three things you would look for, for
2: me um that she knows people connections
0: mm-hmm. that
2: she knows banks that she knows um the city people the inspection people like you know all these people that she could point you out um for that um so you don't have to be looking yourself in a market in a place that you don't know because I don't live there I don't know anybody there I only yep. know her, right? I don't have a cousin there. <laughs> right. um, so that's one. And two, the very responsive, um, that says what she's going to, or he's going to do do it. Um, and the other thing, um, responsive availability, um, that knows people. And I could say there is an investor h- herself or himself. That would be great if you could get that. Somebody that knows the struggle. That knows
0: the nose. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. A realtor yeah. that knows the struggle. That's, the that's textbook. That's going to be in the title of this. How to find a great realtor who knows the struggle.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Diego, what um, would you say?
1: Dude, every single thing that she said, it's something that I would have said. And um, the one, that, the one additional thing, I guess, but it comes to the struggle, right? At the end of the day, is like they have to know the um, like the types of homes that you want to be investing in, right? right. If, if you're going to be going more with a realtor that is more like that hasn't that may not flip as much or that may not have the resources. Again, the resources and the network is going to be the most important thing um, for anybody that is in the starting stages of investing they need to be your go-to person for like, Hey, I need somebody uh, that can fix an HVAC unit. I need some, I need a roofer. I need a yard person, all of that stuff. They should be your resource. So that for me is one of the most important things.
0: I love that. I would, the only thing I would add is communication. Will the realtor work on the weekends? Text me after five o'clock. Like, can we can we submit offers at 730 at night? Like, I want to make sure that, you know, they're not like, all right, my phone is off at 5 p.m. or 3 or whatever. So yeah. I, I actually have
2: to say that mine's is, is the same way. Like she she does all of that. And, and the good thing about mine um, that I cannot let her go is that she knows a lot of wholes- wholesalers, um, off market deals. Um, she knows a lot of those. Um, so she brings a lot of off deals, um, off market deals. My first property was on market. My other doors, I have not been on market. Um, so, um, I like that about her, that it's not just what's on market. It's also off market stuff that we can get. Um, she also does, um, property managing in the side. So she's my property manager as well. And nice. so she also has a rehab, uh, contracting company. So, so she does the three things. Um, so, and, and I like that because I could talk to her about, uh, rehab right away. I could talk to her about renting right away. So she tells me right away, listen, I found a house for this much It's going to rent this much. The ARV is going to be this much. And the rehab is this much you want it. What do you think do your numbers i already did them and she shows me her number i show her my number and since uh, i could do the numbers a little faster now i could say yes right away
0: so you're gonna you're gonna give us your realtor right so that everyone can go and hit her up for-
2: <laughs> yeah i did that in a facebook group and she she had a lot of people reaching out i was gonna
0: say she's probably gonna say next question evelyn okay so Sounds like you found the golden realtor. Right. And and that's what Diego is in Austin. He's a realtor. He knows how to help people there. Sounds like you found a great. Did you tell us what market you're in?
2: I am in Reading, Pennsylvania.
0: Got it. OK. Um, Pens-
2: and it's like the fourth largest city in Pennsylvania. And, and wh- how did I pick that? I got to tell you. Tell us. Yes. So I work in a school. During the pandemic, my kids were going to to this place. They were like, "Oh, Miss, I, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Where are you going? I'm going to Pennsylvania. What the hell are they doing in Pennsylvania? Everybody's <laughs> leaving for there, right? So everybody was running away from the pandemic and running away from the fact that there was no jobs at this moment and rent was really expensive here. They moved to Pennsylvania. A lot of my kids were telling me, "Reading, Reading. Oh, it's pronounced "Reading," um, like reading. Um, so they were saying, "Oh, we're going to Reading," and I'm like, "Okay, let me look that up. I don't know what they going, what's going on there." So after yeah. the pandemic, reading became the fourth largest city in uh, Pennsylvania after uh, Philadelphia, um, Allentown, and Pittsburgh. So, Pittsburgh and Allentown and Philadelphia are really expensive right now. So, uh, re- reading is like less expensive for me at this point.
0: Got it. So, Realtor found a great Realtor on a Facebook group. That was awesome. How did you fund all these deals? I can't imagine New York is cheap and you have kids, a husband. Where are you finding the money to do this?
2: Well, so let me tell you. So the first property. You're rich, right? Is
0: that what it is? No, no. You got a rich uncle?
2: (laughs) No. So since I didn't have any student debt. I don't have oh. a car because I use the train, you know, and New York City is really hard to have. I mean, I have a house in Queens and I have a yard and a, a where I can park my car, but I don't have a car um, because where I work, there's no parking. So there's no point in having a car. So I don't have a car. Um, I don't have student debts. Um, my credit card debts are really minimum, like, well, $500. Um, and so I went and uh, had $20,000 safe. Uh, and savings. After paying my masters, I had twenty thousand dollars left, and I went and uh, to a bank. When I, you went and when got I,
0: Gucci belts, Louis Vuitton purses.
2: No, no oh, okay. none of that. No, I'm, I, I live uh, under my like my budget um, because I barely go out and I'm not telling people to not go out. I, I That's my way. Like, that's who I am personally. I'm not a party person. I'm not out there um, spending my money like that. So um, my husband is a police officer in New York City as well. Um, So he takes care of all the bills in the house while I save for real estate. And this is how it works. So um, w- he pays for all the bills in the house. I only pay for babysitting uh, um, here uh, for the child, and that's about it. Everything else, I save for real estate. So I had twenty thousand dollars saved for real estate. I got into it with a loan, a regular loan with a bank under my name. I had really good credit score, and that's how I started. Like then move on to hard money lending, um, where ha- hard money lending I saved again. Um, money for it. And, uh, I gave my 20% to the higher money lender for the private money lender. It was not like that. The private money lender cover 98% of the purchase.
1: Wow.
2: Okay. Um, but, uh, um, private money, it's really expensive. So he's doing 11% now for me. Um, and then the hard money, it's 10% um but we finished this uh rehabs like four months so it's really quick so by the time i get to pay them like maybe the first or second month we're already finishing and we're already refinancing and the refinance had been really great too with local banks as well Mm -hmm. got it
1: got it got it and what has been for example can you give us the numbers on one of them with the hard money guy and also the other person, the other lender. The
2: private, okay. Yeah. So for hard money, um, I bought the triplex for hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Um, the hard money lender, um, uh, only um, paid sixty six percent of rehab they did not do 100% of rehab not all of them do 100% of rehab right away maybe when they establish a relationship with you they will do more um but this is a game of relationships right um so um for my first time uh 130 for um for um, 66% of rehab right now I'm paying him it's 10% or 9 9%, 9 or 10% um so I'm paying him uh 1100 a month but that didn't start uh right away it started three months after so i'm gonna start making my first payment in july for that okay so by that time i'm already gonna be um doing what is it called um refinancing and i know uh felipe doesn't like the (laughs) brrrr uh but i gotta tell you that it has worked wonders for me emily let me
0: let me let me explain something though You are doing what you got to do to make this work, comma, no excuses. Whether it's Burr hard money, private money, I don't care. You got started. And to me, that's so powerful. Like, I don't care what strategy you use. Once you become more of a sophisticated investor and and you have more financing, use your own lines of credits.
2: Which I will. I actually learned that from you.
0: There is no excuse to not getting started. Your story alone is is the underdog killing it and crushing it. Um, most people wouldn't even have gotten their bachelors. You got your bachelors, you got two masters, and now you have seven rentals, and you're going to have 50 rentals. I, like, I don't see you stopping anytime soon. Las ganas que tu tienes, that I'm sure comes from being an immigrant in this country and not taking no for an answer, is what's going to make you extra uber successful because a bank is going to tell you no, and you're literally going to turn around and say... Yeah, I've heard that a hundred times in my life. On to the next one. Like, yeah, exactly, like no one cares. But we get people that will be like, "Yeah, a couple banks told me no, so I guess I can't do it until whatever." And it's like, "No, like you don't understand. That's just another no to get out of the way before you have to get your next one." Immigrants that have come to this country and 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 have had to like struggle through no you can't go to college, no you can't drive, no you can't get a job. No, 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 no. Like that eventually you just get numb to the no and it's like okay great i've been told that a hundred times i've still had to figure it out anyway so like it's huge what you're doing so you talked a little bit about the numbers and how your your lending works go into now the refinance process and what do you see your like what do you see yourself investing in going forward
2: well, I think that my best bet right now a multifamilies families. Right. I think multifamilies are great. My triplex uh, is renting out very good. Um, I think that triplex and duplex um, is something I'm looking into uh, more than single houses um single houses are not as fun i feel like now that i have two single houses and i don't want to buy those i'm like yeah i mean i'm not gonna say no like that but like i'm just saying like um it's just like more fun when it's uh triplex and and duplexes and the money is more fun um in that sense um the other thing i could say is that banks i have relationship with local banks like local credit unions like right there and in, in reading uh, who are know the area. They're not like some bank far away. They've never been there. No, 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 no. They know. So when they do their, um, they also get a independent appraisal. The appraisal person is somebody that knows the market. It's not just a random person looking at at a computer in Florida. No, um, this person is from the market. They know the market. So when they're gonna appraise my houses, they see. They know. They like okay, this is value at this much, and I like that because it works out perfectly for me when the person knows all the effort that we put in all the good work um and um they had been in other houses in other places in the area so they could tell you right away like oh this is this much this is that much so i think that working with um local people has been amazing everyone in my um team is local everyone but me i'm from your city but everyone else is from that area
1: yeah. And and the, so the lenders, then,
2: everything, everything.
1: And so for example, for for that triplex, you bought it for how much? And how much was the rehab and what's the ARV?
2: It's in a historical um, area. Um, I bought it for 130. Um when we appraise for the first appraisal, uh, we did without fixing, it appraised to 187 um, without no fixing, like no fixing. Right. Um, and now, uh, it's about 280.
1: And how much did you put in? How much Um, to fix?
2: I had put in 60,000. Okay. So, so let's say 180 all in, and -hmm. then now it appraised to 280. Um, you know, I think it it I'll get all my money back, like all everything that I spent, I will get it back. I'll pay the hard money lender and then I'll still have some money left to continue. Um uh, I am actually thinking on my first house, um, the first that I bought on my name to do the line of credit that Felipe um promotes. <laughs> um <you laughs> talk know, about that.
0: Um, what is how would you use the line of credit? Everyone, here's my strategy. How would you explain it?
2: Well, what I would say is that I'll go to the bank and say, you know, I have some equity sitting there that's not doing nothing. Um, I want to use it. Um, and um, uh, I will take maybe $40,000 on, on on the line of credit that I have in the house and use it to either put it for a down payment for something else or use it as a line to rehab. So like that, I don't have to be using my credit cards and all my savings. The point here is not to use my money. Mm. Uh, The less money from my pocket I use, the best. So I'm using other people's money or lines of credits or stuff like that. But I don't really want to tap much on my savings anymore. Like I used to do that when when I was starting. But now that I know the game, once you get comfortable, you will know that, oh, there's other opportunities and other monies out there that you can use, not just yourself like your money. Yeah. So I would do that. I will use my line of credit on that house for, for that. And uh, another thing is like my current, my current residence where I live, um, is ours as well. So there's maybe $200,000 sitting here mm. and I'm trying to convince my husband, uh, let you, let's use it. You know, Felipe <laughs> <laughs> I feel let me let me play Felipe's videos so you know what I mean <laughs> don't get me um, in trouble
0: okay don't get me in trouble <laughs> no, because
2: now. you know the thing is that my husband is not into real estate um he's not uh, he applauds everything I do he likes it but he's not a person that will sit with me and do the numbers um so um so when I was explaining what you th- were saying about the line of credit I was like is the same thing that we did with our um um retirement fund. We took money out of our retirement fund yeah. to purchase. So it's the same thing. We're going to put it back as soon as we get the money back from the refinance, right? So it's the same thing. The line of credit, you can use it as a credit card. It's like a credit card. You 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 use it, you pay back. And, and, and that's something that we are looking into. Um, but let me tell you, there's a few banks that I reach out to say no, but I know there are banks out there um, so I reach out to a group of people that I know on on Facebook, and I say, "Hey, give me names of banks that do line of credits on investment properties." And I already have like five, so I'm gonna call them and be like, "Hey, what's up?" You know. Um. So use your resources, use your friends, the people that you know on your groups. They have tons of information they could give you and help you out. Um. Uh, sometimes I feel like I don't know th- something, and I just go on that group, and people give me an answer. Or give me an idea on how to do it. Um, and that's how how I actually get it done. Um, a lot of people with a lot of resources. So again, this is a game of relationship. The more people you know, the better. And they don't have to be fancy people. They don't have to be rich people. They don't have to be like gurus or something. No, um, there are people just like you and me who know things. So they're just quiet. <laughs> just don't go sharing, right? They're just quiet.
1: Yeah, you just have to ask the right questions. I feel like the the opportunities are out there. People have the knowledge It's just you deciding, hey, I'm just going to ask it. Right. Because sometimes people can be shy or I don't want to. What if they say no? But yeah, you are doing everything the right way. And I am so excited to see
0: how you continue to grow. Yeah,
1: this is awesome.
0: I agree. Emlyn, I am curious. Why did you want to tell your story? Why
2: did I wanna tell my story? You know, I felt that, so there was the other day I posted on Facebook, there's a group out, I am on Facebook um, and I posted my story, a a few highlights of my story and people were like, oh my God, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? I had over a hundred DMs of people telling me, I wanna do it, but I'm afraid. I was like, what? What do you mean? If I did it, you could do it. Like I was doing my second master's when when I started this. Um, I have a child with special needs. Um, There's no buts. Like If you want to do it, you could. Um, But it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of work and, um, of course, a lot of organizing. But you have it in you. You have it. Um, A lot of people told me, but I come from a background that has nothing to do with real estate. I'm like, me either. I'm a school counselor, dude. Like, What are you talking about? I deal with kids. Um, what makes you think, <laughs> so the skills that I learned in my school counseling career, I could transfer the, some of them here. And um, one of them is making relationship. One of them is talking to people. Um, so you could do the same thing. A lot of the skills that you know from your previous career or your current career, you could transfer it to real estate if you apply real, like in, in the specific way, right? Um, so, um, a lot of people were afraid. A lot of people said they have the savings. A lot of people say I've been studying for three years and I can't seem to start. I'm afraid to go to a market that I don't know. I'm afraid to go out of state. Um, I'm like, uh, some people live in states. that are really good for, for, for real estate and they still don't do it. I'm like, but you live in that state, like that state's great. I'm like, Oh, but I don't know how to, like, who do I call first? Um, so a lot of people, what I did, I send them to read the rental property investing book again. <laughs> and I said, read that book and call me back when you have questions, because a lot of other people's also didn't know anything, but they want to start, but they don't want to take the time to read and educate themselves or to listen to a podcast. Some people told me, Oh, can you give me a summary of the book? Because I don't have time for that. I'm like, Really? So if you're not gonna put the time on it, then it's not gonna work. Um, I'm not gonna say real estate is just magical. It doesn't happen that way. Um, That you just get one day a house and then you become rich. No, it doesn't work that way. You had to put some work, Um, uh, you had to put the hard work. And I think I have done that. But I wanted to share my story for moms out there, for parents out there um, who think that they are struggling with their kids and or either special needs or not um they have two jobs they they they're going to school themselves and they see themselves like oh I can't do this there's more out there you could do it there is everything all the answers are within you you could do it
0: well I can't think of a better mom uh for your son to be being raised with because it sounds like you're not going to give him an excuse no matter what disability supposedly it is there is no excuse and it sounds like he's going to do great because You didn't give yourself an excuse and the people that you're helping, you're not going to allow them to to have an excuse. Emily Diego and I are probably going to reach out to you after. We'd love to have you come speak at rat race to fire mastermind and and tell your story because we don't want, we don't want anybody to be able to have an excuse. And if there is anyone, I think you would be the person to be like, look, I'm literally too busy and I would probably give you a hall pass. I'd be like, yeah, you got a lot going on and I get it. So like, I think like what you're doing is amazing. I can't wait to interview you again in, in, in a year or so. And just see what you've done. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, oh, thank you
2: so much, guy. And again, people, um, you could do it. Get a team. Get it together. Um, I'm sure that um, there are people listening out there, and that will be listening to this, that will be very inspired. And um, you know, feel free um, to to reach out. I, I, I have a lot of people on Facebook and Instagram asking me how I'm doing it. And again, it's not it's not me. I know that whatever you're doing whatever you will be doing will come out from you you have it in you so please continue to cultivate that inside you the resiliency uh the persistence uh continue to do it um th- there will be a lot of more me out there if we were looking into ourselves and saying you know I got it I know self-confident I think it's also another thing that that's important.
1: And um, Emmeline, for anybody that does want to reach out, uh, what is the best way for them to contact you? What is your IG handle?
2: Well it's Emily. It's yeah. 18 Fernandez. Um, you can find me on, on Instagram as Emilyn 18 Fernandez or on Facebook as Emily Fernandez. I'm not a start yet yeah, guys. I don't have <laughs> I don't have no of that stuff because I really don't have time to, to do like a whole bunch of Instagram and, and Facebook, but people that reach out to me, I always talk to them, I always answer the questions um for free and everything right um i i feel like uh, god has put me in this situation to um to help um it, it, i and i'm a i'm a natural helper so i do it i do it from the bottom of my heart and as i can right sometimes i cannot answer the emails because i'm actually um working but one day hopefully i'll have more time for that uh to than you
0: think Sooner, sooner than you think. Um, Emily, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story. It's huge. Uh, It's it's our honor to have you on. I mean, your your story is impactful and it's powerful. And it's going to affect a lot of people positively. So thanks so much for giving us an hour of your day and, and, and telling us what you're doing and how you're doing it.
2: Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. I hope to see you guys soon. And I'll continue to listen to you, Felipe and Diego, um, and learning more from you guys as well.
0: Thank you, so thank it. you. The Rap Race to Five podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place.